Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, Tracy Heinrichs is going to tell us all about her cruise on the Celebrity Infinity Cruise Ship. And they have some extra music in the background in case you wanted to listen to that again. Uh, I am joined at the table by our panel of experts, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Howdy. And back in our production facility, we have associate producer Oliver Green. Hello. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. So glad you're here with us today. Um, as I mentioned, Tracy Heinrichs and her son Ben just got off a four-night cruise on the Celebrity Infinity. And she's going to tell us all about that. I'm actually really excited for this. Kevin and I love to cruise. And we've been on several cruise lines, never been on a celebrity cruise before. So I'm interested to hear what you thought of that and to see some more details about celebrity and see if it actually fits the way we want to travel. So I think that's what I'm The only firsthand information we have is old. Right, right. People have sailed years ago. So very, very excited. So let's jump right in. Um, You know, we talked about um, going on other cruise lines, on other shows, and how you want to do some different stuff. Um, why did you want to start with a celebrity cruise? I think because celebrity, first of all, I was never on, I've never been on a celebrity cruise. So that was the first thing. Um, I've been on a lot of different cruise lines, but celebrity had, I hadn't been on yet. What also happens when you're in the travel business, and I've been around it for a really long time, you. Decades. Decades. Decades way back in the 19s, as my niece would say. Um, 18, 19. You start to, you you put cruise lines in little boxes. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I can understand, yeah. Yeah, so you think, okay, well, this cruise line fits this demographic. This cruise line fits that demographic. And I think lately, over the last year, 18 months, maybe even longer than that, celebrity has been trying to break out of their box. And so it kind of caught my eye recently with some of the things that they were doing. And I thought, I think it's time to try out Celebrity. Because as you had said in in the beginning, your information was old. And that old information on Celebrity was this was a a much older clientele, typically. It was a very formal cruise. In fact, their rules on dress codes used to be on formal nights. It was formal night on the ship. So not only was it in the dining room, it was formal night in the theaters, in the casinos, every public area. You were in full dress, and I'm talking tuxes and gowns. Right. And this is different. I apologize for interrupting you. This is different from any other cruise we've been on. Right. And, and you don't even have to dress formally on formal night. Right. What people consider formal is a wide spectrum. Right. But we would go to the casino or we would go to the buffet and just in shorts and a T-shirt on those nights. I'm sorry I interrupted you. That's actually what has stopped us from... Right, sure. It, it taking sure. or going on a celebrity cruise because I thought I mean, that's not my style right. at all. And that was very much, I believe, what old cruising was about. So I think there's traditionalists out there who still prefer that way of cruising. Uh, they've been cruising for a long time. I took my first cruise when I was 16 years old. And I love cruising. I've always loved cruising. Titanic? It was the Titanic. That's yeah, excellent. it was. Molly Brown. <laughs> uh, so it's true. And I... I think Celebrity was one of those cruise lines that stayed in that very traditional role. Princess would be one I would consider to be the same, but not to the same formal level as Celebrity. Holland America has a reputation of being, again, catering to an older, more traditional cruise crowd. I also, my impression impression of what I've heard about Celebrity is also, it seemed more regimented. 
Yes. Like you had things you did at certain times, like every meet at the Lido deck and do things. <laughs> so Mardi Gras, like Mardi Gras in the casino right. shuffleboard right. upstairs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and but that is very traditional cruising, mm-hmm. and that really, for a lot of years, that's what cruising was. And I think, as people evolved, and you know. If you think about now, a millionaire now looks very different than what a millionaire looked like 20, 25 years ago with the internet and millennials. And, and so people have different interests and people have different ideas of what you know dressing up or being sophisticated is. And I think that uh, celebrity, I, th- I don't know the exact date, but I know it was sometime in 2015, I believe, they changed their official dress code on formal nights from um, formal night is what they called it to... Um, what do they call it? Evening chic, I think they call it. So it's kind of like, and it's the idea that some people feel formal in a pair of jeans and a sports coat or a dress or a nice pair of slacks. And for others, it's a tux and a gown. But the beauty about it is everybody can do that. Everybody can, you know, whatever works for them. Right. And that's what we like about other cruise lines. That's what we like about Royal. And I think it's really kind of starting to, it was acknowledging their changing demographic. Their tagline kind of is modern luxury. And if you're going to offer that tagline, it kind of has to appeal to Mm. a broader base of people who now want that luxury. One of the things I love about cruising is that it's okay for everybody to be themselves. And if you want to dress up in a tux and a ball gown with a tiara, that's available to you. John and I avoid those nights. We eat in a buffet. We go to the casino. We go see a movie. Because that's not our style of travel. Exactly. So I, I like the fact that it's available for everyone. And I think celebrities finally starting to address that. So that was the really the main reason um, they were, you know, some of their ships, they were starting to do some updates on. They've got a new class of ships coming out in 2018. So it just seemed time to me. And what was happening was with our client base, as, as I'm sure everybody can imagine, the majority of our client base is Disney Cruise Line. But what starts to happen as you're, you have had clients for a lot of years, they grow, they change, their families change. So now whereas maybe you were, you know, booking mom and dad and the kids, and then, you know, you kind of graduate into mom and dad and the kids and the grandkids. Now sometimes just grandma and grandpa want to do their own thing. Or sometimes, you know, the kids are older and they want to experience something different. And this yeah. was one of the reasons we started looking at, you know, World Caribbean appeal to, and when my son got older, Royal Caribbean started to appeal more to me than maybe Disney did. I think that's also what happens is people might get introduced to cruising through Disney. Right. They might go to Disney and they say, oh, guess what? I know I'm not going to get sick sick on a cruise. That's a big question people get. Am I going to get sick? Am I going to like it? Am I going to be trapped on a ship for seven days? And people realize that they like it and it's okay. Right. So now I'm going to go and I'm going to try a different cruise line. What else is out there for me? Exactly. And unfortunately, we have found in recent years, a lot of our clients have priced out of Disney Cruise Line. So they're looking for other alternatives. Well, there are also those people who have sailed so many times with Disney Cruise Line that they're looking to see a new show. They're looking to see a new restaurant. That's the boat I'm in because, you know, we had recently done the three night. We had all of our agents on the three night dream. And while I still love it, there's something about walking on a Disney ship. There's something familiar. There's something magical about it. It's still, for me, I was, it had been a while since I'd been on a Disney ship, but each restaurant, the menu was still the same. 
Yep. The shows are still the same. And there are people the trivia who questions love that. Are the same. Exactly. And that's and all the power to you if you do. If you do, then all the power to you. I have many clients who love it. They sail it. They are perfectly fine with that. And know what they're going to have for dinner exactly. each Exactly. I'm just not. I just wanted different stuff. I wanted different things. What's really nice, too, is that when you go to other cruise lines like Royal Caribbean and now Celebrity, there's more ships. Yes. And there's more itineraries. Where right. Disney is now locked into four. Tell us about uh, Celebrity's fleet. And also what their itinerary Celebrity has, I think it's 10 ships in total now. Wow. So they have the Millennium class, which is, I guess, their older class, the one that's been around a lot, or the, a lot, the longest. And those started to debut between 2000 and 2002. So there's four ships in that class. And that was the ship. I was on the Celebrity Infinity. And that ship is from that class. These are about, just to give you 91,000 gross tons, which doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. But to give you a comparison, the Magic is 84,000 gross tons. So slightly bigger than yeah. the Magic. The Dream's 130,000. So you can see it's, you know, it's kind closer of in to the, the Magic. Yeah, yeah for sure. And so it was a good size ship. Um, and then after that, they have the Solstice class. These are the newer. They started to debut around 2008. Between 2008 and 2011, these four ships have uh, had their inaugural sailing. So they're they're newer, and they're slightly bigger, not a lot. I think they're 120, 122,000 gross tons. So, so again, smaller, smaller than, the- than the Dream, bigger than the Magic. So you can, just to kind of give you that frame of reference as size, because I know a lot of our listeners would are familiar with Disney Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have the Celebrity Reflection, which is kind of still in the Solstice class, but it can, it's bigger. It's at 126,000, so almost Dream Fantasy size. And it's got some different features. And it was, I think, 2012 when it started to sail. So a fairly new sh- fleet, if you think about the oldest ship in the fleet being around 2000, yeah. that's a fairly newer. And with even the Millennium-class ships, they've all been made over in the last, I know the ship I was just on the Infinity. It was just made over, I think maybe October of last year, fifteen. So you know, these ships are, they're they're getting there. They're they're growing with with their changing demographic for sure. Um, they also have something interesting. They have the Celebrity Expedition. This is they call it. Let me get the term right. A hundred guest mega yacht. Mm. We've and seen it. Sails it. the Galapagos Islands. No, we, we haven't have seen, seen it. No. You, when you were in the Galapagos hunting, <laughs> I was. I might have been asleep. Yeah, I'm not really sure. We saw something that there, was the. There are a couple cruise lines though that do have something smaller yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Seaboard it has been, yachts. It might actually might have been Vikings Ocean uh, Cruise. Could be. No. Okay. Just oh, we did it. see Vikings Ocean Ship. Oh, thank God. When we were in <laughs> Europe. I gotta yeah. get something right. <laughs> On our Greece cruise, it was at no, one of our ports. You didn't do that. No, no, you didn't. no you're correct, sir. <laughs> Those Vikings were good. That, so that's, that's really cool. interesting. So yeah. it only 365 days a year so, sails the Galapagos Islands on different lengths. So really, really cool stuff happening. What I love about Celebrity, though, is the diversity in their itineraries. I mean, they are not like the ship I was on did a four night Bahamas, but right before me, that ship had been had done the Panama Canal. Oh, wow. And right after me, it was doing a 10-night Southern Caribbean. So there was a lot going on. There's, I mean, there's a little bit of your standard, you know, seven-night Eastern, Western, but they don't have a ship dedicated to three- and four-night Bahamas stuff, which is good because a lot of cruise lines, Disney outside of that, doesn't put their best ship on the three- and four-night right. swapping What's interesting cruises. is when the ships do things like that um, – there are, I, I'm guessing there were probably people on board who had done the Panama Canal and were doing the four-night and then going into the Southern Caribbean. They, they're not allowed <clears> to do that. There's some weird m- 
marine rules, but there were plenty that had done the Panama Canal and stayed on. And then there were plenty who just got on for the four night with us who were staying on to do the 10 night. So it was, it was really neat to see that because like I said, a ship that's dedicated to three and four night Bahamas isn't always the best a cruise line, cruise line has to offer. When we did the, we sailed out of Sydney. I'm not going to change the subject to Royal, but we sailed out of Sydney and that ship had gone all the way around mm-hmm. Australia. It was leaving Sydney and going to Hawaii and yes. then leaving Hawaii and going up into Alaska. And there are people who had started and circled the yeah. entire continent of Australia, had gone to Hawaii, and their final destination, that sounds awful, they were going to disembark. <laughs> Um, you know, Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. So I think that's it's yeah. And Celebrity does very similar things as well. They have and they actually have a ship that's kind of dedicated to the West Coast type of itineraries, whether it be Hawaii or Trans Pacific. And you stuff. can sort of build your own itinerary out of that. You can right. if you decide you yeah. want to do a little longer, a little yeah. shorter. And so, just to mention a couple of the other really unique um, itineraries they have, I thought it was fascinating that in summer of 2017 they have four ships in Europe. And one of the ships is that new reflection I was talking about. Celebrity mm-hmm. Reflection is their newest out right now. I think it's 2018 when the um, Edge class ships are coming. So the there's edge. more Edge. Yep. So there's more coming. Um, so you know, four ships in Europe doing variety of itineraries and newer ships. That's pretty unique for a yeah. cruise line because again, often on a Europe itinerary, it's not always the best a cruise line has to offer. And I think I've mentioned this on previous shows. On a cruise that is more port intensive, cruise lines will often not put their best ship as opposed to, you know, they want their best ship on maybe something like the Caribbean where people are going to spend more ship time. There's also the idea, too, of size. Yes. You know, they can't always get the giant ships into port in the European ports, so it works out better to have a smaller ship. And I think that's what Celebrity is doing as well. Still trying to keep these ships at a size that they're big ships, but they can do small ship itineraries. Mm. And so, you know, they've got ships different times of the year sailing out of, they have put one ship for, I think, two or three months sailing out of Sydney. They will have, they have sailings that include Japan, Vietnam, uh, Dubai. I mean, we're talking really unique stuff. And even their Caribbean is not typical Eastern, Western Caribbean. They've got some sailings that are doing Southern, but also doing maybe like the Dutch Antilles, the Dutch, Dutch Islands, or doing, you know, there's a lot going on there. So the, I thought the itineraries were really cool. And just in case I get accused of burying the lead, I'm going to say I liked this cruise. So you're going to hear me with some positives and some negatives. But my takeaway was spending a lot of time looking at itineraries and ships, deciding what my family was going to do next. Oh, cool. So just, you know... If you're wondering what my opinion is going, going to be. You're going on Eastern Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Western. I want to make sure I get Costa Maya in. <laughs> yeah, really. So really, really an innovative, really cool stuff happening. And they are putting a ship, um, the Equinox, in the Caribbean round year. Yeah, round year. Year round. That's and a Canadian the, term. It is. It is. And that will be the first time that they'll have a ship year round in the Caribbean just because it's not their... Sailing out of where, do you know? I, it'll have some variety, but I'm guessing it'll be the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. That tends to be where a lot of them are going. So where did you sail out of? We sailed out of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. We did the four-night Bahamas, and we stopped in Key West, and we stopped in Nassau. We didn't get off the ship in Nassau. But, yeah, you shouldn't. But <laughs> I love Key West. We've been There's Nassau just something already. about you get off the ship and you're literally, like, literally right there. And there's just something I really like. I'm about not a Key fan West. of Key West, but 
as a you're cruise right. port. It stops, it's, you walk off the yeah. dock, and you're right in the middle of Key West. Right. The last time we were there, I didn't like Disney's version of it because you didn't get there till like 1.30 yeah. in the yes. afternoon. It was weird. It was yes. very late. That's right. And we were there like 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. That and gives had you the a day there. So, we, yeah. So that's what we had done. Sailing at a Fort Lauderdale is always weird. I mean, mm. especially if it's not doing the Oasis and the Allure, um, the Harmony when it's there. It's not so bad because they kind of have a terminal built they for do. this. But a lot of these other ships, when they come in, they're just using these temporary terminals. They're really just a warehouse with a bunch of banquet chairs. And it seems so disjointed and disorganized. And I think when you're used to a Disney ship and how that all works with the employees at port and well, in a also, warehouse, it's not the same. When you're used to Port Canaveral, Disney's right. terminal at Port Canaveral. Exactly. It, Everything pales in comparison. Right. However, other cruise lines are stepping up. Royal Caribbean yes. has a beautiful port, and actually in Port Newark. Mm-hmm. The port, the building itself was gorgeous, and it was done very well. So I think other cruise lines yeah. are now Port realized, Liberty. What did I say? Port, port Newark? Newark. Port Liberty in Newark. It's the same thing. It's pretty much landfill. Let's just say what it is, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they built a port on garbage. He's sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. I used to live there. Um, so... So but they're, they're, they they're are, understanding right. that this is an extension of the cruise experience, even to the fact of how you check in online yes. and everything has become exactly. an extension of the cruise. It is. And what's also, I think what happens as well is there's these temporary they, warehouses, really. But it's for, you know, this ship that's coming in and doing for This isn't doing an every week turnaround in Fort Lauderdale. Right. They're not so building a they're specific. Not. And so the people who are working at port checking you in, they have nothing to do with Celebrity Cruise Line. They're port yeah. employees. So I think that's the thing. Different cruise lines exactly. use that same that's terminal. Right. So that's it's right. not it's So it's not very themed. nondescript. Right. It's very, yeah. So, so talk, it's always an adventure. Yeah, let's talk about like, so the, the ports of call, the ports of call. Yeah, and it was a really irrelevant right. to me. Let's talk about the ship. Tell me about what happened when you first stepped on the ship. What was your first impression of this should we play the video is it a good time to start the sure, video I, do you think because I think I tried to I, video. I wanted to um, kind of get that so this is you're looking at the Celebrity Infinity here this was actually when it was docked in Key West and uh, she I was surprised at what a a beautiful ship she was. She's absolutely gorgeous. I've seen some celebrity yeah. ships and they look very industrious almost. Yeah. So when you first walk in, this is what you see and this is why I want to play the video. You're walking in, it's very low ceilings. They seem like a very enclosed space. Yeah. And I got to tell you, this video or this makes it look bigger than what it was. And it was my first impression was, oh God. <laughs> but it was, we sailed on it the opened up after that. We sailed on the Norwegian Epic and I felt the same thing. Yeah. It was very closed in because I'm used to walking into that soaring. So this is the theater. And the great thing about this theater was that there were really not too many obstructions. And it had these these couches with with the tables that were there in between and they could turn. So it was actually... A comfortable place, and it was a comfortable place for people of all sizes. That's they not had a lot of all the seats are like that. All the seats are like wow. that. Wow, these were up in the very back where you wouldn't have to take any stairs, and I thought those were fascinating. Um, and they had really good accessible seat seating as well. It was two two decks. This is a what it looks like from the stage, and it was quite. It was really quite a nice theater. It almost now, looks Las Vegas like. As far as you know, the rest of it, we'll talk a little bit later about entertainment, but. It was a nice theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way it is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay, so I this is casino. the casino, of course. So this was obviously when we first got on board before it was open and busy. Um, but it was. It had, they had a lot of newer machines. They had a, a f- several tables. I did notice table limits 
on this sailing to be a little bit higher than I had seen on other cruise lines. There was one table that was a minimum $100 hand jackpot or jack blackjack. And that table was occupied throughout the entire cruise. Wow. wow. That's unusual. Yeah. Um, especially like on a four-night promise. Yeah. This is the photography area. You know, similar with the pictures, but they had this private studio area where you could go in for a private um, photo, photo session. session. Yeah, with your family or, or friends. Uh, so that was unique as well. The Emporium was their area where all of the shops. So this was basically the entrance of the corridor. And then there were all shops, a little bit of a shopping mall-ish. Celebrity Innov- Innovations. They were selling Apple products right here. Wow. Yeah. So they had, they are, I think they claim, Celebrity claims to be the only authorized Apple retailer at sea. Um, Your typical gift shop, as you know, when you're seeing, um, and the duty-free shop, the liquor, and I think this might have been one of the last nights. You can see all the boxes of people waiting to pick up their stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, they had the makeup and the perfumes, all the typical duty-free stuff is here. Yeah, very typical. Yeah, this was was very much in that vein. Um, They did have some higher-end clothing to be purchased. It was weird for me to be on a cruise ship where they weren't selling Disney merchandise. (laughs) But a lot of high-end clothes, um, jewelry and watches and things like that. Did they like do that. that thing where uh, one night stuff's $10? Oh yeah, they did yeah. it when yeah, those very typical those same $10 things you've seen on every on every cruise. So a lot of that was the same. Future cruise desk here was really nice. It was at the end of the Emporium area and you walked in and there were several desks with um with computers and I think I might have a shot of the inside of it as well, but it was really really well done it was it really was a dedicated space um the eye lounge i spent a lot of time here uh disney cruise line release cruises while i was on this so i spent a lot of time this was my office <laughs> wow this is the eye lounge is not something yeah. they are imax they have two um gentlemen who work the eye lounge the entire cruise it's open 24 hours that's um, so you go on like the yeah, royal caribbean exactly. ship and it's an old dell from yep. like 1987 <laughs> and then they had a small library as well i understand from other cruisers that the library and its contents has decreased in size over the years i would imagine as demand yeah. has decreased but it's still there well, I think people bring Kindles and exactly. Um, so now in tablets. the pool areas, the first area here is the solarium area. So this is adult only, just about all the time, uh, but really well done. And again, um, it was somewhat covered here as well. And they had the this whirlpools. Is one of those ten person jacuzzis. Yeah, when you bathe with ten of your closest friends. Ooh. I love these loungers. These loungers in the solarium, they were all padded. They had the they had a kind of like a pillow at the top. Every lounger on the pool deck had a towel on it. This is the main pool area. And even these loungers seem to be a step above of what I've seen on other cruise lines. Uh, same thing. Every lounger had, um, right over the top, you you can see that there's towels hanging on every lounger. Uh, and these were nice quality. So they didn't have the towel towels. distribution? Nope. You just went out and Everything had a towel? was. I bet yeah. that saves them on manpower. Exactly. Um, Canyon Ranch is their spa on board. Wow. Um, so it was it was a really beautiful area, really well done. I'm not a person who, who frequents a spa on a ship. I have a great girl at home who does all my... So for me, I just don't. But this one looked really well done. Um, they had... It's hard to tell in this picture a little bit with the light from the back. But they had this barber area where they had the barber chair and they were doing the men's mm. shaves and things. Was that the front of the ship? Where uh, the it was spa, the, the maybe front or back. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it was one of them. It was. Very large fitness area. Really nice fitness area. This looks like Uh, NASA. 
This is actually Key West, I think. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, that uh, the fitness area got a lot of use there. That's Nassau there. I'd say that's not Key West. That's not Key West. That's Nassau. Um, so yeah, so overall, I thought this ship, it was, the public areas were really well done. You could tell that they were made over. Um, a little bit later when we start to talk about staterooms, um, I'll talk a little bit of what I thought was, you know, a little old school. But as far as the ship itself goes, these public spaces, that eye lounge, I have to tell you. That's pretty cool. It was a destination in itself. And it was well maintained. And outside of the eye lounge, there were still two or three desks, individual desks, with a computer on them if you needed to work. So I took one of those, and that's where I worked for two days. Wow. And those, like, it was, internet was great. Um, it was really, the eye lounge was a real focus Do you for remember us. what the cost was of the internet? Was yeah, it, it was, um, it was, I thought it was expensive. It mm-hmm. was $159 for an unlimited package. Um, I don't think that, that that's yeah, that bad. Yeah, it was only a four-night cruise. Keep that in mind. Yeah, but see, I would, we would use so much internet. Well, well, you see, what happened is that's only one device. Oh. Oh, yeah. I know. That so then we needed then. a second device. So what they would do, the second device was 25%, or I'm sorry, 50% off the mm. second device. So it costs us. 80 bucks. Yeah. So it costs a little bit for us to have internet. And only on one device, I'm running three devices at any given time. Right. So I was signing in and out and I tried to sign in with my phone and then use it as a hotspot for my other devices, but it wouldn't work. There was something, I don't know, they had some mystery Apple gods stopping that or something, I don't know. <laughs> but that's as techy as I get. <laughs> but all I know is I couldn't do it. So you had to sign out of one and back into another and stuff like that. So I thought the internet was a little bit steep considering it was one device. They also had prices, I think it was like $49 for 24 hours on one device or 24 or $25 for an hour. Yeah, so people would come in to, when I was uh, spent a little bit of time in the eye lounge, people would come in and ask those guys for help or to do different things. <laughs> those are two of the hardest working men on that ship. <laughs> I got to tell you, because some IT of those questions. Support. Yeah, there was still a little bit of an older clientele on the ship. What does double click mean? <laughs> yeah, and the woman who couldn't figure out why, you know, at home I don't need my internet on the phone. I can just call people. Why can't I call people? <laughs> So there was a lot. So they were by far the hardest working men on that ship, I'm sure. One of the things I noticed about the pool areas and the common areas, it looked very much like Royal Caribbean. Yeah. It sort of had the same color scheme and the yep. same woods. Their sister, right. yeah. sister companies. Yeah, there were some similarities for sure. My understanding is, um, again, this was the Millennium classes, class of ship, the original. I don't think it's the original, but the older of what they're sailing now. Um, I think when you get into the Solstice class, I think they start to get you know, maybe vary from that a little bit, but yeah, it was, um, there were, and it's nothing bad about that. No, not it's at all. Like it was, and, and it was so well taken care of, you know, you know, we've all commented, you know, every time a Disney ship's in port, there's people painting, doing stuff. That was the same thing on this ship. Yeah. Did you see a step up in quality from a Royal Caribbean ship? I did. I did. Now they use the term modern luxury. There were several. The first place I saw when we got on board was they were hand, they were walking around with trays of champagne. And orange juice when you got on board, and those were complimentary. So that was the first clue that this wasn't necessarily the same thing. Yeah, Royal Caribbean doesn't offer you complimentary no. drinks. Um, looking at those loungers at the pool area, that was definitely something. And then there were other loungers um, that I didn't get a good shot of, but they were big double loungers where mm. you could lay comfortably. And there were several options 
to enjoy the space around the pool deck besides just a regular pool. So there was just the fact that the towel was on every lounger. There were just tiny little touches that right from the first moment you could tell this is a step above of what I've seen on other cruise lines. Wow. Um, I had mentioned staterooms. We stayed in an ocean view stateroom. So ocean view, no balcony, no butler, no concierge. That's because I paid for it. No suite, yeah. I see nothing. <laughs> on deck two. You were lucky you had a window. <laughs> yeah. We did have a window, but we kept the curtains closed all the time. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't make Ben do shadow puppets for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, this was, I think this was probably about the same size as what a Disney standard inside. That would be like the category 11s. So about the same size, about 170 square feet. Um, and I think I have a couple pictures. I don't know. Oliver, do you have those? You certainly do. I've been looking for the perfect moment to okay. put away so I could swap them so no one can see them. Perfect moment. This is the perfect moment. On the monitor behind you. But by magic there, if you didn't realize, I cut to me. And now... Uh, we have some photos. Pictures. <laughs> There's my dorm room. <laughs> really? So this is... Uh, so How long are you staying at our hostel? <laughs> I'm only kidding. This is it's the actually first... It's nice. actually, you know what? When we first got in, it was one bed. They had put them together because yeah. whenever there's a king, they put them together. And we walked in the room and Ben looked... And Ben's 20 now. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben looked and he looked at me and he said, Mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, honey... You Are know? there no pictures on the wall? <laughs> I don't know. Go Show back to the picture. Again. Yeah, there's pictures. There's Are pictures th on. Yeah. You see them above the. As you look at the picture to the left. On yeah, the left -hand you can side. see there's pictures up above. Um, what's also happened though is that up, up above these two beds is a bunk that comes down from the ceiling. Oh, okay. So this room actually sleeps four. Huh. So if you're a family. Think about it. You know, you're a family of four and you're used to cruising Disney. You've got your bed and you've got your curtain and then you've got a sofa that comes out and a bunk that that's on Disney. Right. This is not Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look at this stateroom, you know, we had the beds separated. So we each had our twin beds and we had plenty of room to walk between them. Like you can see those two tables are in between. Yeah. I was very happy with the amount of space we had. At the, what you can't see in the opposite end of what we'd be looking at if we were laying in bed. When you come in through the door, it was like a long, narrow hallway. Hallway would be an optimistic word. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a, a narrow space in between the door to the bathroom and the closet. Plenty of closet space. Um, plenty of hangers, which is a big thing for me. I was traveling with my own, but I didn't need them. Um, when I knew I wasn't on a typical cruise line was when on the door was a tie rack. I haven't okay. seen that on really? too many cruise lines. I mean, um, did this room have a TV? It did. Yeah. So you can't, what we were looking at, it was really hard to get a good shot of the room because it was very narrow. So any kind of picture yeah. that you were trying to get, but what we'd be looking at was there was a, to the right would be a desk. And then at the desk was a TV. Um, the TV was above the uh, mini bar and there was a mini bar there and um can we move on to another picture that's closet. not quite as sad <laughs> <laughs> this is making me sad do, do you have the mini bar oh there's the bathroom good there's let's look bathroom. yeah so this was our bathroom there's my son in the mirror um so 
with this bathroom, which you're looking at, this is from the door. It was a very n- narrow room, but to the left was a shower. And it wasn't one of those, you know, Royal Caribbean is doing these capsules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. you, you put the soap on the wall and you the, twist around. Right, the no, Enterprise. That wasn't happening here. It was actually um, like a, f- almost like a tiled floor. And it was the length, uh, the width of the bathroom, which... Again, not not a big width. Certainly not as wide as so a, a, a bathtub. It was a stand-up shower with a curtain, um, and there was more room. I'm not a small person, so I always have issue with cruise showers. You sort of get this strangled by the curtain. Yeah, this one I didn't. <laughs> this one was was I felt well done. Like I felt like, I mean, I was not in a suite, and I was well aware of that. But I felt it was more than manageable. And this is one not unless. Disney has a split bathroom, so this is yes. one bathroom with the It is one bathroom. And, and I know uh, Kevin has mentioned yeah. this on other shows, too, how he doesn't like the split bathroom. And I got to tell you, now being on a couple other cruise lines where I didn't have it, I kind of am starting to agree. And it pains me to say that I oh, agree no. with Kevin. Mark this day <laughs> but down. But it's true, because you get in there, and everything is just there where you need it to be. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, darn, that That's was over in the door. other room. And right. also, depending on who you cruise with, exactly. you can figure out, listen, I'm going to be in the bathroom for 20 minutes. Yes. I, I don't, I, John and I cruise together all the time, and I think to myself, I, I don't need to do things at the same right. time. We're right. adults, like, it's like, not yes. like it's an emergency. Even if you, each yes. one of us takes a half hour, it's, right. I, I joke that when I'm in the bathroom, I own everything the light touches. Right. And I being, want all myself. Also, being bigger people you go into the disney split bathroom and it's very very tight very tight the split bathroom with that shower in the tub i might as well just wet myself down and wrap that shower curtain right around me (laughs) yeah yeah and i find here like with on the disney ship if i'm showering i've got to put everybody else out of the room because i don't have enough room to you kind of have to get out to dry to get out and you have to like it's just it's a tight fit I when this all being one bathroom is like I kind of am appreciating this now, yeah, and the space. fact that the shower was comfortable—that's yeah. important to me. It wasn't this capsule, you know. Sometimes on the Royal Caribbean, you know, the water's coming on you, and you're in this capsule. <laughs> it's starting to feel a little like, like you know, like you're in one of those like slides that went wild. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's starting to feel like I'm being interrogated. Well, the joke is you you soap the sides of the shower and right. just spin around. Yeah, and just keep spinning. So. It, this bathroom was certainly serviceable. As I said, this was about 170 square feet you're looking at right here. And Not the bathroom. We have a Not picture the of the mini bar area. The mini bar area, um, which, again, is a unique feature. Not a lot of ships are doing this anymore in in the categories of staterooms I sail in, <laughs> to clarify. <laughs> so I have a question. The mini bar um, itself, is it is it just the fridge by itself, sorry? Or is it the... Um, yeah. The... What's the question I was looking snacks. for? I apologize. Are there snacks? Yes, that's is what it, I was looking like for. Are there snacks with alcohol in there? There's, well. there's alcohol, there's beverages, um, like alcoholic beverages, there's oh, none. Okay. So this, and this will kind of also give you an idea. The reason, not that the mini bar is that important, but I kind of like this shot to show you this was behind this, above this was the TV. To the right of this was a desk. This was where the closet was. This is that it's little closet, not yeah. quite hallway area to the door. That's the door to get out that you can see behind the door of the mini bar. The bathroom was off to the left of this. So just to kind of give you an idea of just how compact this space is. But I got to tell you, once we got unpacked and things got put away, there was a whole row of drawers in one of the closets. As I said, there was a safe in there. Uh, there it was like plenty of room, room in here to put some of your yes. own stuff in. There too. was plenty of room for us to put our stuff away and still have like 
I could have put stuff for, for a family of four into this room. I wouldn't actually... want to have two other people in this room with me, but I could have fit their stuff. And then dangling from the ceiling over <laughs> exactly. your head. I was saying that you could put some of your own stuff in the fridge. It you could. Like yeah, there was a little bit of room, room in there as well. Plus they had snacks besides the drinks. And so it was... Um, Again, this is how you knew it wasn't a typical cruise line. A lot of cruise lines now aren't doing the mini bar in every stateroom. You know, they're doing them in, in the suites and some of the higher end staterooms, but not everyone. The other thing is, in this minute, this deck two room, and just to give you an idea, this room for the two of us on a four night cruise, it was booked last minute, um, was nine hundred dollars, including port charges and taxes, on a four night, nine hundred dollars. Now, try to get a Disney so that's like $125, 100 bucks a night. I haven't told you the best part. They gave me a $300 onboard credit. <laughs> wow. So when you think about it. That's like you could do better than working. Right. Right. <laughs> like make money on that So uh, why did you get such a large onboard booking credit? It was the promotion that I booked with. They had a promotion oh. that if you booked Ocean View or higher, you could pick one of their free offerings. One of them was um, unlimited. It was the classic beverage package, but because Ben couldn't drink alcohol and I don't, that wasn't worth it for us, but that would have been the oh. best dollar value. Um, or gratuities. There was four different things we could have chosen, and the $300 onboard gratuity was the most advantageous for us. This is one of the benefits of going with a cruise line that has more ships. Right. Because they have to fill, we've said this on previous shows, they have to fill those yeah. ships. So you're going to get discounts. You're going to get promotions. I mean, the fact that you've got a four-night cruise, you, the four-night cruise on a Disney ship is what, $2,500? Usually, 2, every once in a while. If you were doing it last minute, you might be able to get something under 2000 I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anything for $900. There's no, no way you with get that. With a $300 on board credit. Right. Unless you wanted to sleep right. on a lounge. Exactly. And now we could have gotten a larger stateroom. We could have, you know, we could have looked at different things. Um but this really serviced our needs. And as a family, um, or my husband and I, when we're cruising, we're often in this type of accommodation. So I really wanted to compare what we normally do um, to what we normally do on other cruise lines. And going back to that price, think about the fact that all of your meals are included. Yes. Your entertainment, whether you enjoy it or not. It's or there. Go, yep. It's there for you to do. There's pools. There's ports of call. Yep. You can... Uh, I lied. It was, uh, it's about $112 a night per person. Yeah. You could and spend that in a hotel. You could. Yeah. And the thing is, this isn't necessarily the norm. Like, I don't want to say, you know, that Celebrity Cruise is always $900 on a four-night. This just happened to be the deal. I think with... Uh, John had alluded to this with more ships um, I think cruise lines like Celebrity like Royal Caribbean if you're flexible and you want to do something last minute and flexible is the key because I have clients who say I'm very flexible I'll take whatever until they get their guaranteed cabin assigned and then they realize they weren't as flexible as they thought right. you know so flexible is flexible flexible is and for me that's what it was I had a very narrow window where I could travel I had been, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately, and I wanted something shorter than a seven night. Um, and so I just kind of waited, and I watched, and this one came up. Right. And I booked it, I think, what did we book this, three or four weeks before yeah. I sailed? Yeah, we had talked so, about doing these other cruise lines, and you know, we said, what fit into your schedule, and yep. how can we make this work? And so I think for... What you found, you found a great deal. I did. Right. Incredible. Yes. If you're really flexible, you're talking, I can sail this week, I can sail next month. Yeah. And usually I'd say like in the next, after final payment really is when things start to change a little bit. So final payment is 75 days before most of the time. But if you're like 30 days, 45 days, like if you said, look, 
I want to sail. I've got a week that I can take a vacation, you know, a month from now. What's out there? You know, I'm going to ask you to narrow it down for me because there's a lot out there. But, you know, where do you want to sail out of? Where do you, you know, just start with general. What's the budget kind of thing? Um, but this one was a find. It was a steal. And there was a very um, small window of time where I kept watching it. And I thought, oh, I really just got to pull the trigger and do this. But then I was trying to, we were trying to work out other schedules and travel and we weren't sure. And then all of a sudden it came up with the pick a free promotion because often the pick a free promotion is only balcony or higher. And on this particular ship, had I booked a suite, I could have got a suite. I want to say the number was something like $2,400, maybe 25. But that suite would have included all four of those free gifts I talked about. $300 onboard credit, unlimited drink package, classic beverage package with the alcohol, um, free internet, um, and gratuities. Wow. For $2,500 in a suite for four nights, that's, that's a like really a good deal. That's $1,200 to $1,500 value. Yes, it is. If you're going to use it all. And for us, like I said, if we had to use the classic beverage package, yeah, it was a lot more value than the onboard credit we took, but it wouldn't have been for us. Ben's not 21. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't have chosen exactly. that either. So, you know, just as there's, it was pretty unique. And I didn't feel like I got a budget cruise, let me tell you. I feel like I won on that deal for sure. You did, for you, sure. You know, if, if, if it played in Canada, the commercial for Ikea, where the woman has to go to the car and she's, start the car, start the car, because she got a good, such a good deal. She thought she stole something. It was kind of like that. <laughs> we were getting off. It was like. Not like, only really? do we not work, watch commercials, we don't watch Canadian commercials. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> We have a TiVo. So uh, my question is, am I getting the $300 shipboard credit? Are you giving that to me? <laughs> I knew that was going to be your question. So I have an itemized bill of what I do. <laughs> so what she's going to rebate you $300? Yeah. So we've already talked about the internet and how much that costs. All right. You did yeah, work. All I right. did work. I get you. Um, and then we also did some specialty dining. And we had gratuities to pay on top of that. Gotcha. So oh. technically, you actually owe me a few bucks if you want to see that bill. For this. Do you see this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was technically, <laughs> you're in are the negative. Are we going to talk about dining on this show or the next show? We next are going show. to talk about dining on the next show. We're going to do two shows on this cruise. Oh yeah, I was um, uh, remiss, and I didn't mention yeah. this is part one of a two-part series. So we got a few more things. First of all, was the ship crowded? Given that you found this great deal, did you find that the ship was crowded? The ship was full. Um, I, it, as it was getting closer, I kept watching the sailing. I wanted to see what prices were doing. I wanted to see how full it was, were there going to be extra cabins. Um, right up until a week before, there really wasn't a lot happening. About a week out, one or two cabins would pop up. I think the ship was at capacity. When I got on board, I also asked if there were any upgrades, if I could pay to upgrade and what was available because I wanted to know how that process would work. And you'd actually, with uh, Celebrity, do it on the ship. Again, back to the employees in the warehouse or port yeah. employees not ship employees and there was nothing available to upgrade to she said they did keep a couple staterooms available just in case, in case somebody had an issue but there was nothing for a paid upgrade gotcha so it was a full ship and what was the clientele was the clientele older like we suspect or did you find families um, it was older not as old as i thought it would be um but i think also some of that is the demographic of a four-night cruise i think also when did you what were the days you sailed I sailed in October, October. I know, but what was it? 24th. I, I'm actually talking what day of the week did oh, you I'm sail? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the cruise left on a Sunday. Okay. So I can't imagine a lot of children in the middle of October. No. And a lot of children typically aren't going to do a sub. There were 34 children on this cruise. I did spend some time with the girls in the kids club asking some questions. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But there were 34 children on this cruise. The one before it, that was the Panama Canal. They had eight. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> but again, so, it's the school year. It's, it's the, the school it, year. Yeah. It's the demographic. Right. Um, there were not, I didn't see a lot of families. Um, I would say I could probably count on two hands how many actual families. There were a lot of groups of women traveling together. I think there was some kind of a group on for a card game. The name of it is Escaping Me. Bunko? No, Canast. Canasta? Uh, maybe. I don't okay, know. Not the clientele is old. No, but they, <laughs> what, what was surprising, though, was that it was, it was actually a little... Mahjong? Ben and I had this... Okay, enough. Let it go. Okay. <laughs> ben and I had this joke that it, the cruise... It looked a little like Real Housewives of Celebrity Infinity. So, like, whoever this card group was, there was a lot of... Makeup like, and tight clothes? and But, like, Botox and injected oh. lips and a lot of that. Like, I don't know if... It, I just didn't realize that many people do all of that in real life that aren't celebrities i mean i do it because i'm a celebrity i'm on here exactly (laughs) you're right yeah yeah i've had stuff done yeah imagine that's scary (laughs) imagine what it was before (laughs) i'm I'm sorry i I can't i have to go wash my head Um, (laughs) but it was i would say more the demographics work more between 45 and 55 i i was expecting a lot more 60 65 plus and i saw less of that as I said, some of that's going to be a four-night Fort Lauderdale. Right, right. But I was expecting more of it. Um, there were several younger groups, I would say maybe a little bit older than Ben, so maybe like mid-20s, that were traveling together as well. And again, that would be a little bit of a Fort Lauderdale thing, I think. Um, but I was surprised at the mix. I, it, was, it didn't skew as old as I thought it would. And, uh, was the ship as formal as you thought it was going to be? It was very casual. It was probably more casual than I thought it would be. In fact, I brought more dress-up clothes than I needed. I found I ran out of casual clothes because I could have used them a little bit more. So it was awful. It was traumatic. But I actually had to wear dressier clothes when I could have been in a T-shirt. <laughs> but <laughs> I got over it. There's an infirmary, right? Right. <laughs> there was meds. Anything else along the lines of we talked about our preconceived notions of the cruise itself? Was there anything else that you thought, well, this was different? Like we talked about the age of the clientele and the dress code. I think, I, you know what struck me about this cruise? People were really having fun. There was, um, you know, we talk about what's different. There, were, there was live music playing in a lot of different venues. Oh. Um, when you walked by a lounge or a bar, people were sitting and chatting and meeting the guy sitting over there. And there was a lot of that going on. And it was, it was kind of interesting to me, actually, that I find that I don't know that I've seen that as much on some other cruise lines. Disney especially. The three night we just did aside, because that I thought was unusual. There were people partying until two o'clock in the morning. I've never seen that before in a Disney ship. No, you go into the nightclub on a Disney ship and by and 11 o'clock. You can like o'clock. throw a football like by right. 11 o'clock. Yeah. But typically, it's not that people aren't having fun, but people were having fun on this cruise. The casino was busy and buzzling every wow. night. It's and usually a different kind of fun on Disney. They're just doing it different is. things. Exactly. But I thought... Um, so that surprised the demographic surprised me. Um, one of the things I didn't get a picture of, it might show up in a later video, but just in case it doesn't, I want to mention it. There was an area called the Rooftop Terrace, and it was really a cool area where you could go up and you could watch videos and you could, um, they played movies up there. We watched 
Ben's going to shoot me. I think it was Captain America, maybe. One of the newer movies, we watched that up there. So there's there was a lot of unique and different things about this ship. Um, one of the things, going back to the room, that surprised me. When I opened up the closet door, there were robes hanging in there. And I know on, for you guys, that might be typical. Yeah. But it's not in most other categories. <laughs> you know, when you're sailing inside Ocean View and Veranda on a lot of other cruise lines, they're not putting robes in the closet for you. There was an umbrella in the closet. Um, Your room leaked? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we were on deck two, <laughs> in case. Um, the night before we were going to Nassau, our room steward came and knocked on the door and brought us beach towels to use the next day. Wow, that is unusual. So there were yeah. just tiny little touches along the way. Um, the room had the ITV where you could go on and you could order pay-per-view movies or order room service or see your bill. So there was that. Um, you know, one of the, my favorite things about the room? There was no towel animals. You know, I know I'm probably going to be blasted for right. it, but I am we so request over that it. they don't do it. Yeah, I'm right? the point a little too. Blair Witch Project, and not is that it's they're in the way, and especially for those of us who stay in more limited space cabins. You know, I don't have time to keep a sea crab in all of its glory <laughs> on my on my bed. I need to sit on my bed. <laughs> well, then it's like inevitably they've used one of my towels. Right. I'm like, exactly. I need another washcloth. Or they go and take some of your personal items yeah. and put yes. them on the towel animal. I, I know. And so I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> we had one before and we couldn't figure out what it was. I, and some John of them look a little X-rated. Well, this was like... They rolled the towel up and flattened one end of it, and we thought the sea slug is the what sea it was. slug. Yeah. yeah. So um, you mentioned not many families, I but I assume that celebrity does cater to kids. They do. So celebrity does have. Um, they do have kids clubs. They call their kids program Fun Factory. Excellent. And I know we have a video of that. So if we want to uh, get ready to go to that, and there it is, the yeah, Fun so. Factory. So the ages here they're divided ages three to five, six to eight, and nine to eleven. Um, and then there's the teens in the ages 12 to 17. So this would be the venue for the three to five, six to eight. So about the three to 11 would kind of share this space here. So very interesting. I spent some time talking to counselors, as I said. Um, I was really, I was surprised. I, I it was more than I expected it to be. I was expecting a lot less. Um, they did have organized activities. What was unique to me was that they were not in the daily, the, they call it the celebrity today. They weren't listed in there. There were separate cards that were put outside the room where outside of the kids club areas where they had the day's activities for each day. So the X club that was showing here, this is the teen area. It was a little sad. Ben said that you know, some older gentleman could walk up and think the X Club was meant something else. And I was just going to say, yeah, he <laughs> said, <laughs> is this inside the X Club? This is inside the X Club, and then it, it has like, like a storage. It has, <laughs> it has a two story. It has a lot of video games in there. I think the teens spent a lot of time outside the ship. This is up, up the second level of that teen club area. So it was kind of neat. Um, they had what's kind of weird about their kids club and it's not weird as what other cruise lines do too it had designated hours so it had nine to twelve it had uh, two to five and seven to ten so outside of those hours were paid times so if you had an early morning excursion on a port day and you want to drop your kids off early you could do that in the morning over lunch from 12 to 2 they called it the lunch party and then they're 
yep, the dinner party. And then there was a slumber party, <laughs> right? And then there was let's get drinks. <laughs> right. And so it was all, uh, and all of those extra parties were at a charge. And those were $6 per hour per kid. Wow, that's expensive. So to send your kid for lunch, it would be $12 from 12 to 2. Now, where that becomes valuable is if maybe you're in port and you're leaving your kids on the ship, then you know they they you need somebody to watch them during this. So basically you're paying for babysitting a little bit. So, do you think this was a function of the cruise you were on or do you think this is celebrities overall kids club I think program. it's the overall program. I do think they are improving. I think other ships, um, I think as we see new ships come from Celebrity, I think we're going to see them realize their demographic is changing. In fact, they're starting something called, I want to get the term right, Summer Camp at Sea on Select Sailings. And I think we're going to start to see those coming next year. And these are a step up. So these are programs for kids. It's Cooking at Sea. It's uh, the Lonely Planet program for kids. They've got something called iTake, where it's a video project the kids are going to do on the cruise. They're going to have GoPros, and they're going to be videotaping, and they're going to learn how to edit that and make oh, wow. a movie of it at the end. Wow. So they're really stepping it up. And I had spoken a little bit uh, to one of our sales rep from Celebrity about that before I had sailed. And he said they're looking to, uh, to appeal to those families who want – a little bit of that summer camp experience almost where the kids are going to be learning something and be hands-on and not just go to a kid's club where there's a lot of Xboxes or there's some toys or some games that maybe they can do elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Now on this ship, they did have different themes where they were doing some crafts and some different activities. Um, it's so hard when you're comparing to Disney. Just going to say, here's it's the so, deal. It's so, so hard. We're going to, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing our review of the Disney dream. And there's a shot of that kid's club. Yes. And it, there's yes. no, this was sad. Yeah, there's just, no comparison. No and, you know, you think you say it's sad, but yet it was more than I expected. Right. So this kind of tells you how the precedent is set for other cruise lines. Right. I know Royal Caribbean is working on it. The whole, what I really liked, I did mention those parties. I just want to say that there is a VIP party pass where apparently you can pay one price for the cruise so that your kid can utilize these parties and different things and they get a little gift bag. They weren't offering it on this cruise, so I have a feeling it's going to be based on how many kids they have on board. Say, and, yeah. and it's going to be very itinerary focused. Um, but this summer camp at sea, I think this is going to be worth a look for those families who want their kids to be doing a little bit more than maybe your typical. And that sounds like it's getting a little closer to what Disney's offering in just their complimentary program. Mm -hmm. They also have um, autism-friendly toy lending bags. This was fascinating to me. As you know, I've mentioned before, my son is on, has an autism spectrum disorder. Mm -hmm. So that's very fascinating to us. And this bag is for a family to take and use. So this bag would have you know toys that they could use in the staterooms, and these have been things that have been predetermined to be, you know, really useful for somebody with autism. Pretty cool. Oliver, have you ever been on a cruise? Uh, the only cruise that I have ever actually been on was the Disney cruise. And um, it, it was very interesting uh, looking at some of the videos there and comparing the kids' areas because right. it's they are worlds different. They really are. Um, and it, it does amaze me that you say that it was still more than you expected. Well, that's so just it. it's Yeah, it's, you know, it is nice that they're, um, they're offering that, so... <laughs> I thought I had a trick and it didn't work. <laughs> I thought I was going to be on you and I wouldn't get Kevin at all, but he just he just sort of hunched back his way <laughs> through the shot. 
Uh, one thing, they are celebrity as well as Royal Caribbean. They're part of the whole Autism at Sea. Um, and I think in one of the in the video, you might have saw a shot of that logo. Um, I'm actually going to read this. I try not to read too often, but I want to make sure I get it right. Okay. Um, Autism at Sea is a certification that is awarded to cruise lines for their efforts to ensure their products and services are accessible for inclusion and participation by the autism and development disabled disability community, development dis disability community. So this is special programming. It's their counselors being specially trained, having this toy lending bag. And what's exciting for me as a mom is that it's somebody just thinking about my child and maybe he needs yeah. to do this a little different. That's awesome. And so there, and it, it can look like different things on different ships. I know Royal Caribbean does it as well, yeah. but it was really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, as we mentioned, there is a lot to cover on uh, celebrity. So this is actually part one of a two part series. We are going to do the rest of Tracy's coverage of the celebrity infinity next week. But if you are interested in booking a celebrity cruise, please contact Tracy. She'd be more than happy, happy to help you. Uh, if you want to email her T R a C E Y H at dreams, unlimited travel.com, or you can contact any one of us and we'll make sure we get you to Tracy or one of our other agents who do, who do, do book celebrity cruises. Um, Thank you guys very much. Tracy, thanks so much for all of your work and your effort and your research you put into this. It's, so far, it's great, and I'm enjoying it very much. I can't oh, wait good. for it. So you know you set precedent for next week. I hope it stays great. <laughs> all right, I'm going to set precedent for the next cruise where you have a $900 budget to book <laughs> Darn the next it. cruise. Mine is a $300 shipboard credit. <laughs> right. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you guys at home for listening and watching. We truly appreciate it. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.